What is up, mi gente? Welcome to the second episode. Or is this the second episode? Because yeah. I guess technically the last episode was the pilot episode, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So is that season one, episode one, or is this the actual start of a real season? This is technically season one, episode two. Your pilot, season your one, pilot. episode two, yeah. There you go. One, episode two. All right, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to guys. episode two of the... I'm your boy, Dex. I'm with your boy, Flick, representing... And man, I am excited to be here. I am excited to be here, dude. Same here. I have been just fiending to get onto this because I really love the vibe we had from the last episode. Yeah, I, no, I was, was excited about everything. Yeah, same here, man. It was it was definitely quite an experience, you know, to unwind, you know, and get to know everyone and get to like chop it up with all you guys and let you guys know where we're coming from because I know a lot of you guys could relate to what we do, you know. I'm excited about that, bro. Everything yeah. just. Uh, Seeing the type of people that are going to watch the show, well, we're not really going to be able to see them. But just, yeah. I'm really hoping that we are able to really uh, unify some people. Yeah. Um, I hope that with us giving the perspective that we are, being who we are, the way we grew up, I hope that could bring people from different backgrounds and, and have people have a little bit of an understanding for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I notice in this world is... People can't or won't understand a life they don't live. Yeah, exactly. And it really takes a, an investment in their mm-hmm. time in order to truly understand how the other type of person, a type of person, lives without actually being able to be in their shoes. It's hard. Yeah. I, I'm probably, I'm ignorant like that too. I can't understand what it is to be part of the 1% or even part of the upper in middle the upper class. Mar- exactly. You, you know, even something's. Someone where there's maybe not as big of a division, I don't get it because mm-hmm. I only really know what it is to be me. Yeah, exactly. Now, same here, man. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people have come from different backgrounds, different types of lifestyles. You know, some people, uh, people are poor, some people are rich, unfortunately, you know. And, um, you know, you can't really relate until you really sit down and, you know, share the same experience. We're all human beings. You know, we all have the, our six senses. You know, we all think we all cry we all have emotions you know what i mean and this is where we all come together to bring ideas and bring our minds together to let you guys know that we are living that life too we're here with you you know and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to improve all your guys' lives and then just as much as ours you know so this is where we're at guys second episode we're gonna try to bring you guys some of the dopest content that we possibly can We've been thinking about this for a very, very long time, and hopefully you guys can stay tuned and learn a few things from us, and maybe we can learn even from you guys. I can't wait till we get to a point where we're actually having, um, I don't know if you want to call it uh, fan interaction. Yeah. I really want to get other people's opinion and feedback and see how much we do relate to each other. Because one thing I always, I'm always curious, I'll react to a certain situation and then I'm wondering, am I normal? Am I like the average react? Am I having the average reaction to this? Or am I some type of oddball? Yeah. No, yeah. I feel the same way too. I actually, just today I was, you know, doing some goofy shit that I usually don't do. And I'm like, oh man, 
you know, shit, who, who, I wonder who else goes through, through stuff like this, you know? And uh, not only that, but even, you know, in relationships and overall in life in general, you know, uh, sometimes you feel like, like you're, uh, you're going through it alone. But believe me, there's a lot of people going through what you're going through. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about overcoming hardships and, you know, how we have changed with within this whole year that we've been, you know, living through a pandemic and how is uh, how it's helped us or how also how we feel. So I know a lot of you guys out there that are listening in, that are tuning in, um, are probably going through some of the stuff that that we went through. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to break it down. I'm going to give my experience about how this pandemic has affected me now that everything's opening up back in LA, which to me is exciting, man. Believe it or not, seeing people out in the street, man, I get emotional because for a whole year we've just been we went we've been on lockdown and seeing everyone just just living like it's lovely. It's lovely to see people out there living. Like I don't even mind the traffic anymore. Hey, bro, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Because I'm actually excited to see traffic. Exactly. It's, it's stupid. I'm probably going to regret saying that in six months. Oh, I know. When traffic sure. is at its L.A. worst. Yeah. But, God damn it, I it love good, seeing motherfuckers out on the streets. Right, me like, too. It's like it, the morale is building back up again. The momentum is, is coming back. You know, Dodger Stadium is opening up. Disneyland's opening up. You know, all the big theme parks, events. Everything's just... just Starting to feel normal again. Like, you Un- don't even know. Unpopular opinion. I <laughs> fucking hate Disneyland. Well, me, I, I, I love it. It's fucking, I yeah. hate it. It's miserable. The fucking lines are ridiculously long. There's a gang of people. I, I hate that shit. It's I do. It's not fucking happy for, it ain't happy for me, dog. I, you know, I've, I've been taking my son to Disneyland since he was like three years old, bro. We had season passes all the way up until 2019. Then after that, he kind of grew, got like grew out of it, and then he was like, "You know what? Let's let's take a break." And then the pandemic happened, and now he's excited to go to Disneyland again because we've been we've been you know on lockdown. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I can see why the the last year that we canceled our annual pass was for that same reason that we couldn't even find no parking. That is how bad it was. It's way, to, over, we, it's way we, over. Yeah, packed, it's, it's yeah, way over packed, bro. It's overcrowded. It's way overcrowded. It's just nuts for me. We had. The season tickets ourselves, yeah, me yeah. and my family, the kids, and one year I think they raised the season ticket price like five hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that, yeah. I was like, "Fuck these guys! It's overcrowded as it is. Mm-hmm. You're gonna raise prices. You're fucking us every way you possibly can." Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't imagine it. But so before we actually get into the serious topic, because of course, yeah. nobody wants to be a fucking downer. We don't want to yeah, hear about no. the depressing parts yeah. uh, uh, of the Rona. But Flick, fill us in. How's your week been going, dog? What, what's um, new with you? My my week's been going great, man. Um, there's a lot of exciting things that are coming up into this office. A lot of people showing up. Um, you know, for you guys that don't know, man, I've been out in the IE for the last five years. And uh, coming back to LA, because of the pandemic, uh, we actually grew, you know, and uh, we evolved. We partnered up with, with other people, and we made, you know, something happen. And uh, right now, we're actually kind of... Uh, getting into that busy schedule again that actually feels good because around this time last year, we were closing down. We didn't even know if we were even going to open back up. We was, I, I was holding on to dear life, praying to God, like, man, am I going to make it through this or what am I going to do? But survival mode kicked in, and, you know, I think everyone's survival instincts kicked in, and, and you know, we were able to, to you know, surpass this and get through this, and now we came back stronger and better than, than before. 
Well, my week has been chaotic. Well, my last few weeks. So uh, everybody knows California was probably one of the last uh, states to open things up. Oh, yeah. I, I, I coach high school sports. So for whatever reason, high schools here in L.A. County decided that they wanted to have every single outdoor sport all at once. So it has wow. been absolute chaos. Everybody has been rushing to try to get uniforms done, uh, trying to schedule games. Uh, our school doesn't have any facilities right now because of construction. So every game has oh, been an away man. game. So it has been absolutely exhausting trying to keep up with the schedule. Trying to crunch in a full season in two months oh, at this late in the year has been chaos. But again, I'm ignorant like that, and I absolutely have been loving it. I've been super busy. I'm tired at the end of days with work and the coaching. I'm pulling 11, 12-hour days. But I'm stupid, and I just love the chaos. I, I, I'm thriving in it. I'm having a blast. Uh, I don't know if I'd want it any other way. I probably should want some more structure. I probably should want some more uh, downtime in between. But no, I'm, I'm good with just the things flying all over the place. There's... Yeah. There is that type of feeling because you even have it when you're like working and stuff like that. You rather have a sense of things are just combing around, you're just running around, just trying to get through the day and everything like that. You're eventually going to find yourself a pace like that. And you're saying you're going on these 12 long hour days, but to you, you're just working another average day. You know what I mean? To someone else, they're probably thinking, yeah, I got to go to work, I got to go to practice. You yourself, you're looking at it as that. It's a little bit crazy. For That's yourself, a positive. But you're seeing it as a positive. You know what I mean? You're still being productive throughout your day. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I, I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, if, if you don't love what you do, man, you you, you got to get out of there, man. I'm just, you, you're going to be miserable. When you wake up and you can say that you're excited to do your job, that means that you're doing something really positive, you know. Um, I know this from experience because, of, you know, being in the workforce you know, for so many years, man, I hated what I did. Fuck, I hated waking up early in the morning, a shitty-ass fucking job, shitty-ass fucking people. And... I needed to get out, you know, and now I can say I, I'm excited to go to work. You know what I mean? And it's a good feeling. So anyone out there, man, if you you have a shitty ass job where you can't, you're just like dreading, you're becoming like, it's be, your life is becoming stagnant and you're like dreading waking up early in the morning to go to work. It's time to make that change. You know, it's, it's never too late. It's never too late to, to make the changes that you need to make. Find something that you're passionate about. You know, and and run run with it. You know, make something off of it. Whatever it is, whatever talent you have, we all we all have a talent. Growing up, all of us, we all have a talent. You know, j- just just chopping it up with my dude here. You know, and seeing how he's setting up all the equipment. That's a talent. That's something that I can't do. I really hope you guys can hear thing one when he talks. Yeah, I know you might hear. It sounds like a damn ghost. Just slightly wisping through. I got to hear the playback after this to see if they can actually hear your ass. I'm pretty yeah. sure they can hear my ass. No, I'm pretty I'm, sure they I'm pretty can. sure I'm loud enough. Like, Hopefully. Hopefully. Because this will be some real Mickey Mouse shit if you're just uh, some whisper in the background. <laughs> oh, that's not a whisper. We got we to be some A1 shit. We need some top line, top of the line production. Yeah. We need crystal clear voices. You know, the, so the, the best no money can buy. <laughs> no, oh, money can buy. Best yeah. no, money no money can buy. The best no money can buy. The best no money can buy. You you are the best we could do with a zero dollar budget. I'll put it yeah. to you this way. There's three tiers right now, all right? We're on tier three of the equipment right now. We got to work our way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
fuck, dude. Just to think of that gives me chest pains, dude. Like, I'm like, man, we just dro- we dropped like 300 bucks on this shit. Yeah. And, like, like, you know and we're just in the intro. Why don't we talk to Andrew Schultz and see how much money he spends on his goddamn production? Bro, if we could get Andrew Schultz on the show, I would piss my pants. <laughs> Andrew, if you're hearing this somewhere down the line, we would love to have you on Odalele. Hey, dude, I think he speaks more better Spanish than most of the fucking people that I, that I know. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. He's a New Yorker, so, you know, yeah. has a lot of that exposure with probably like the Dominicans and whatnot. That motherfucker could speak some Spanish, dog. Yeah. So, all right. So, the topic of the day is going to be some of the hardships that people went through during the pandemic and some of the solutions that we were able to see people come up with. Because a lot of people, even though they were struggling, they didn't just lay there and die. Nah, they didn't sit their head back, their, their head back, and just say, "Lord, take me." Some I think like, did, but not everybody. I saw everyone's. Well, mostly, I saw a lot of people's survival instincts kick in, like automatically when the pandemic started. Like, thank God, yeah, because you see some yeah. of these entitled, spoiled motherfuckers, Fuck especially yeah. some of the younger generations, yeah, people that are probably. Around that twenty five and younger age, yeah, you you think these sons of bitches are useless? Oh, I know, right? Like shit. Like yeah. I, I, I've told kids that I know I've told teenagers, especially uh, I've told teenagers. It's like I know more motherfuckers that can roll a blunt than cook a fucking meal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like shame on you, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck, dude. Like th- yeah. that's that's not okay. But so obviously with the pandemic, we had a lot of people lose their jobs, a lot of companies shut down, cut hours, all that good stuff. Or and not only that, but the people that actually got fucking COVID, you know what I mean? Like me being one of them, you know, so living through that shit, that was quite an experience for myself. Well, that's an interesting dynamic for you, Flick, especially being a business owner. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see how you did because owning your own business, there's mm-hmm. no unemployment insurance for you. I don't know. Your ass don't work. You don't make no motherfucking money. Unless you have, you know, revenue streams that kind of make money for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you deal with the downtime in the office? Because not only did you get it, but I know it hit your whole staff pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, we got hit pretty hard, man. Well, it wasn't all the way until maybe June where we were finally able to open the doors back up and start producing stuff and start you know, generating somewhat of an income before those first couple months, like March, April, May, we were down, bro. We 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 were down, and now we we didn't even know what we were gonna do. Um, and was that because of the actual sickness, or were you just not getting business because no, people were no, scared no, to no business spend because money? Everyone was closed. Remember the the first couple months we were closed. Everyone. Oh yeah, was, forced to close. Yeah, yeah you could close. not be working. Yeah, you could not be working. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So. You know, we all this time I was just my survival instincts kicked in. Like, okay, this is it right here. This is what everyone is always dreading that's gonna happen. You know, it was kind of like an apocalypse type for businesses, especially. It was literally an apocalypse because not only was I feeling it, but everyone that I did business with was feeling the the outcome of this pandemic. And I saw so many people close down their doors. Restaurants just go out of business, you know, people just losing their entire, you know, their life, you know, to something, you know, seamless as a, as a virus, you know what I mean? And the way that we were able to adapt, we were, we had to get together and we had to come up with a solution of how we're going to make, you know, how we're going to move forward through this pandemic. So 
you know, for the, for all you guys that don't know, I do have I run a clothing brand. I've been running it for about ten years. Uh, we would do graphic T-shirts, you know, called Strategic. For me, I had this idea, like, okay, everyone's going, everyone's going through this pandemic, and everyone is stuck at home. No one wants to go to the store to buy, you know, basic essentials. So, uh, people still need to get clothes. People still need things. So, what I did is I said, you know what? How about I take the shirts, the blank T-shirts that I print my T-shirts on, and how about I just create a bundle and create a subscription for it? And I created Strategic Essentials, which was a subscription service for 25 bucks. We send you every month uh, three T-shirts. You know, I seen this shit. I remember the day exactly. I had my phone in my hand. I was standing about three feet away from my restroom door. I was about to go in there and brush my teeth. And I remember I seen you post about that. Yeah. And I told my wife, I'm like, fucking flick. (laughs) He made a fucking big move. This is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, I loved it. The moment I seen it, I'm like, this son of a bitch did it. He He did a good move. And I didn't talk to you about it. I didn't. See how it was going But I seen it I'm like This is a fucking great idea Yeah Nobody wants to go nowhere right. Everybody needs some shit Bam Subscription Subscription for t-shirts Yeah Everybody could use a t-shirt For any occasion Your home Sometimes you just want a fresh tea Cause you're gonna feel good You wanna feel good about yourself mm-hmm. And I'm like This son of a bitch he, Yeah this, What a great idea Yeah And I kept the price on point At 25 bucks Because you know We're all going I checked out my, all my competitors. I was doing the same thing because, you know, I, I wasn't the first one to create a subscription service. It's, it's been around. However, the, the price point, you know, was on point. 25 bucks plus free shipping, right? Ship right to your door every month. You don't have to worry about it. And not only that, but I, I invested whatever money I had. And I did a free trial for, like, 50 people. The first 50 people I did a trial where, like, you subscribe, you know, and, and you get your first month for free, you know, and that shit just blew up, you know. And that's how I was able to survive the pandemic. And now, now we have not only strategic, but now we have our subscription service that is growing. Now we're gonna uh, this year we're coming out with Henleys, we're coming out with hoodies because you know people. I, want I don't, this. I don't, one thing I don't appreciate though is you don't be having the fucking fat guy friendly stuff. No, we are. The, the, we are. The, them soft ass thin tees. They they hug me in all the wrong places. <laughs> I don't appreciate those motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't you, need man. to be wearing a goddamn shirt that shows the imprint of my belly button. All right, yeah, I gave you some, right? I gave, I gave you like a yeah. So that one didn't fit you. Just it was because they're muscular. If it fits, it fits me. Once I wash that motherfucker, it won't though. Oh, okay. even even with a little bit, huh? Watch out on the barbecue. I'm gonna still be barbecuing, dog. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. I'm a big dude, but goddamn it, thank God I'm still healthy for the time being. Yeah. So as long oh, as I'm yeah, still man. healthy, I'm gonna ride that bitch, and then I'll have to make some of the life yeah. choices that uh, Flick did because uh, yeah. Nah, it's always about the self-improvement, bro. I mean, trust me, uh, that's one of the hardships that I had to go through three years ago is uh, realizing that I needed to make the lifestyle changes for me to move forward in life because, uh, like, for you guys that don't know, man, I was going through a lot of health issues, you know, being uh, diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, severe sleep apnea. Um, It just took a toll on my life, you know, and um, sometimes... You know, you have to make those changes, you know. In order for you to make changes, you got to be, I always say, you got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I got I got to that point in my life where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
And that's when I started making the necessary changes that I needed to make in my life. You know what I mean? Did you have felt that that those hardships earlier on before the pandemic helped you react better during the pandemic? Oh hell yeah! Because you talk about the hardships during that time, especially a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're talking about the hardships now in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You were able to adjust a little bit more, be able to make a better move for yourself because you found yourself in a gap. Yeah. Now fast forward for a lot of people who have themselves in those hardships. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you kind of tell them now? Going through the still your whole year later now with this pandemic and going on and stuff like that, what would you kind of tell them? Like, what would be a main thing to tell you that you told yourself during that time that you would want to tell them? Now? Well, the, the the thing that that you have to see is, is you know you always have to look at the positive and you always have to look at the negative. There's always light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what, no matter what outcome it is. You know, there will be a, a brighter day. You know, I think Tupac said it best. You know what I mean? For every dark night, there's a brighter day. You know what I mean? And, and it's true. You know, uh, sometimes when we're, when we're riding that storm, we think that that storm is going to last forever, you know. And just talking to David right now, you know, at the beginning of, the, of this podcast, how we love to see, uh, you know, traffic again. And that's like the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? That's like everything is starting to feel right again. You know, all the morale is going back up. Everything is starting to, to look dandy again, promising, you know. And that that's, that's the brighter day, you know, that we overcame the storm and now you know everyone i know now is is actually taking life more serious now it's actually taking life you know not for granted you know everyone's you know just living like you know what i'm gonna live you know and i i could predict now i could predict that in nine months from now it's gonna be a big fucking baby boom bro because so many people got caught up single and they got caught up like they're like man you know what the minute the minute that everything goes back to normal, I'm gonna go out there and find me a wife. I'm gonna go out there and get married, or even women. And oh, you know, if they were caught up in a nasty relationship, they're like, you know what? I want something better in my life, and I'm gonna go out there and seek happiness because that's what we want now. You know what I mean? Um, I think at the end of the day, that's what this pandemic showed us. It showed us that we, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're, we're gonna survive. You know, you just gotta keep your mind strong, keep the faith strong. You know, I'm just, I am strangely or oddly grateful for the, some parts of the pandemic. Now, obviously, I didn't want to put a year of my life on hold, but it really did make me appreciate what we had to offer, especially if you live in a beautiful place like we do, bro. It is fucking great out here in California, um, and you kind of forget or you don't you don't realize how cool it is to have everything, so much access available to you. You know, we have everything here. And once this pandemic hit, things started shutting down, you realize, shit, I can't go to that museum that I've been planning on going to for years. I can't even hit up the beach comfortably. I can't walk the pier. I can't go to a movie. You have any idea how, you have any idea how much I miss going to a damn movie Man, theater? Yeah, Something simple and stupid like that. Everything that we I, took for granted. Yeah, and we have all that here. Mm-hmm. And every, everything we want to do is like five minutes away. Oh, yeah. We don't have far to go. Yeah. And... It got taken away from us, and I'm just like realize like, man, we got it good, dog. Like, exactly. it's so damn cool here. Even this, what we're doing right now, is exciting. Because I'll be honest with you, bro, I have not really sat down and shot this shit with with people. You know what I mean? And it feels lovely, like just to sit down and and have that 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 you know that bro bonding time. It feels good, man, because we we've been in lockdown for so long. You know what I mean? And we 
you know, for for a while, man, I kind of became like an introvert, man. Like, and it, it has been a weird change for me, dude, because I'm I'm an affectionate person. Mm-hmm. I like giving a hug, you know, yeah. to everybody, man or woman. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm a hugger, dude. Yeah. And just dude, the whole fucking fist bump. Yeah. That, that's know, not man. even my way. Yeah. So, so it's been kind of crazy, dog. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been. Yeah. It, it was just a very big adjustment for me, and I can't wait to just go back to normal, dog. Like I just literally want to. Uh, I coach football, mm-hmm. and I'm a lineman coach, and just when I see some of my boys, they're bigger than me. I'm a I'm a, I'm a shorter guy. Mm-hmm. But they'll fucking hug me and they'll lift me up off the ground, mm-hmm. and it's just you feel like a fucking weirdo because yeah. I'm a grown man getting lifted up by uh, big ass children. But yeah. nonetheless, it's cool, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the love that they have for me. I have it for them, and it's just it's good fun, dog. It feels good when one of these big ass babies hug me and lift me up off the ground. Yeah, it, it's a yeah. cool fucking experience. It's something so silly like that that I fucking miss. And not only that, man, but they're they're gonna, they're gonna remember you for years, man. Because you know when when you when you're in high school, like I still remember some of my best teachers and coaches. You know, to this day, you know. So they, you know, the what, what you're doing for them, you know, in their life, you know, and they remember you. Trust me, because uh, like I said, I still remember some of my my good teachers from back in my days. You know, back in Lingua High, you know, and. Uh, I, I carry them with me, even though you know we we I don't follow up with them or anything like that. But you know, I still think about them dearly. You know, and that's good. And I hope I'm able to uh, make an impact on them like that. That that's that's my goal. That's probably a, a probably left for another day. That's probably an episode in itself. Why yeah. uh, some of the outreach that we do? When you especially, and I've only been there for so long, especially when I've been coaching. But you have those tendencies. I would remember it when I would miss a couple practices, or I would be gone doing some other stuff for school or something like that. And I'd come back to practice, and you coach always be like, "Hey, like, kids were asking about you. You know, they were wondering where you were at. Like, those types of feelings. You're like, dang, like they really were expecting you to be there. Not like it kind of puts you in a point of track where you're like." You you feel almost that you're there for them all the time. You care about them. They count they count on you, you exactly. and they 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 worry about what's going on with you when you're not around. Exactly because they're they're accustomed to you being there. You're you're a comfort zone to, uh, for them. Um, but you know, back to the time we get sidetracked. Really yeah, I know here. we do. We're, we're gonna get better with that. I promise you. I do promise you. But hey, but it's a podcast, man. Come on. Yeah. Hey, we do yeah. have an hour or so to fucking fill up. So <laughs> I guess some fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so so to to fill up some time on some tangents. Why the fuck not? What, what else yeah. are we doing? We're fucking talking into UCLA mics. Right UCLA oh, and they're fucking down by four or five now. God damn it! Come on, UCLA. Wow, man. Bastards. So. Yeah. So back to the whole hardships. On so, so you created the the strategic essentials. Yeah, and was that enough to get to get you to have you survive through? Uh, for yeah, you know, to start, yeah, at least you know, generate income enough to to sustain us again, you know, and then you know, like we also have our web development business that we, we service a lot of restaurants and a lot of small businesses, and. Uh, one of the things is when they lifted the first lockdown around summertime, everyone was rushing to get a website. Everyone was rushing to update their website. Everyone was rushing to get printables, to get T-shirts, to get all this stuff. So everything just started coming together little by little. You know what I mean? Um, when we had when we came down to LA, uh, we, we you know a lot of people got hit hard. A lot of businesses were gone. And with those businesses gone, they had no one to service the those small businesses that still needed, you know, the services that we provide, you know. So that's how we came to be to come back to L.A. Not only that. How did you get people to find out about you? Because obviously there's no, 
where your where your office is located, we're sitting in your office now. So I, obviously, I know what I'm talking about. But there's not a lot of foot traffic here, and obviously, with the pandemic, you couldn't. Even if you were in a packed place, there wasn't a lot of foot traffic in general. How did you get the word out about what you guys do? Well, see, the, the thing about about it is that I've been doing web development for you know since 2006, and I've preached to everyone, even you, how important it was to be on the internet. And this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I will. Well, I was one of those those like you know. Those, those those people that are out there chanting like you need to be online, you need to be online. No one listened to the pandemic hit. Then the pandemic hit, and everyone was rushing to get a website. And me, the way that we get our business is through SEO, through Google My Business, through you know different uh, aspects of dropping ads through different platforms. You know that's how we get our brand out there. That's how that's what's been our majority of our business. Fifty about we'll say eighty percent of our business. Is through running ads on the internet, whether it's Google, whether it's you know Facebook, whether it's Instagram, you know what I mean. Uh, target marketing—that's really the way that we've been sustaining ourselves for the last couple of years since maybe 2013, 2014. You know, um, because you know, I'll be honest with you: uh, only so many people support your brand. Your friends, after a while, they look at it as spam. You know what I mean? So, you know, you reach out to other people by means of dropping marketing ads you know what i mean and that's how you get by so that's what we were showing people uh that's what we were showing them to to do like you know what moving forward you need to get with the times because this is what's taking over right now this pandemic pretty much changed the dynamic of everything every small business got hit and many of them didn't even have a website so we stepped in built them their website got them going got the restaurant website going Set them up with like, you know, Postmates, set them up with Grubhub, set them up on all those platforms, you know what I mean? And uh, a lot of them survived. And, you know, a lot of them are dear, great friends of mine, but even they they had a struggle, you know? The Calvary didn't come until, you know, August, September when they finally released like a stimulus package for businesses, you know what I mean? And we were actually, eventually we were able to take advantage of that too. That actually helped out a, a you know, helped us you were tremendously. Able, were you able to take some oh, of those yeah. business loans? And oh, stuff? yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's great. You see, then that's the problem with, with a lot of these situations. There mm-hmm. are a lot of resources to help mm-hmm. people out. Um, I know a lot of people were really worried about losing their jobs because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The unemployment insurance was mm-hmm. phenomenal during what? this stuff. Oh, hell yeah. You were able to make very mm-hmm. good money. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they purposely did this to where they were getting... People were getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. I think they owed it to us, though. Oh, know? no, no. I, I agree with yeah, that. I think but they owed it to us. Um, a lot of people were, really, yeah, upset, were yeah. really upset about losing their jobs, but the government really stepped up. I'm telling they, you, they doled out a lot of money, dog. Because yeah. I know a lot of people that were on employment that actually needed it. It wasn't yeah. just some bum ass motherfuckers that yeah. weren't working because they didn't want to work. Yeah. Motherfuckers needed the help and they got it. And, and, yeah. The government did a pretty goddamn good job, but I don't think everybody really knows what resources are out there for yeah, them. I know. And that, that's one of the things with Raza. Raza is never informed because I don't know what it is. They don't like asking questions. They don't like bro. asking They're questions. They're embarrassed about asking questions. And, and you, you know what was the you know what was the fucked up thing about this? You know the fucked up thing about all this is that the people that did get the help were people that had their paperwork right. 
And this is one of the, the things that pisses me off about Raza. Is that they'll go and set up a business. But never have a business license. Never check in with the SBA. Never check in with the Chamber of Commerce. It's like they didn't even exist. So those businesses shut down because they couldn't even get loans. They have no record of being a business. And so how are they going to give you money? That's why it's so silly for these people that also these cash only businesses. Exactly. That they try to hide exactly. money from the government. Yeah. yeah. Do taxes suck? Yes. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes paying fucking taxes. Nobody does. But when it comes to if you want to if you want to buy a house. Yeah. You have to have proof of income. Exactly. You can't just say, hey, bro, can you trust me on this one? I make a good living. You can't fucking do yeah. that. That doesn't work. Yeah. You have to have a pr- proof of income yeah. and, and establish that you've existed for a certain amount of time to be able to take advantage of these right. resources when some crazy shit happens. Exactly. And th- this is when it kicked up. This is when being legit mattered during this pandemic. Because if you were a business and you had a business bank account, your lender, your bank... That money went automatically into your bank account. No questions asked. So I remember when the first Calvary hit, bam, our money was there within days when they approved the, the first stimulus. And we were like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We can keep the lights on. It was a blessing, man. But, but a lot of my friends suffered the consequences for not being legit. And they were forced to shut down. They were forced to, like, close up because no Calvary was coming. They were getting no help. Why? Because I don't know what it was, whether they were lazy, whether they thought that, you know, like you said, cash, cash. I, I think people feel like they're getting away with something and they yeah. like that shit. I think so too. They, they like that feeling that, hey, f- fuck the government. Uh, yeah. I'm not paying shit off this money. This is just money in my pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's fine and dandy when everything's yeah. good. Exactly. It, it's cool to do stuff like that when, when the world is when perfect. The perfect, yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't always stay that way. No. And yeah, that's why it's important, man, that we have to, we have, we can't always depend on other people to fucking save our asses. No. That, that no. right there, you taking care of your responsibility by filing proper paperwork, having a real business license, possibly a corporation or LLC. I don't know the yeah. back end of your business like that. All that stuff matters. All that stuff fucking matters, dude. But we, yeah, that, we, but we never want to go through the fucking trouble of doing stuff like that. And nah. because it's it, so you, fucking frustrating. Yeah, it, it, for me it was because I saw a lot of businesses go down under and all I could do is lament with them because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, homie, I need help too, bro. I would love to help you out, but shit. You know, we are going through this shit, you know? And all, all you could have done is, you know, you should have taken a step ahead back in the day and got a business license and, and get legit. Get legit. You, you know feel, Do you feel it's because people have a tendency, especially too, when you have a business and you see it starting to, maybe you're getting, like you said, maybe it's extra money. You're starting to, but you're doing it the back end way. Do you feel people have a tendency, especially when you have no business, people get caught up in the moment and they don't plan ahead? Yeah, that, that, that's the thing about Raza too, is that you, you see, like, I, I don't mean to pull no race card, but uh, for my for my company of our creative, you know, dealing with a lot of business businesses, I, I sit down with a lot of people. I sit down with Hispanic, with black, with white, the majority being being white. But when they come and sit down, uh, you know, 80% of my clients that are Caucasian already have a, a goal, a plan, a business license an established corporation, they already know what they want and they already are done. They have already done their research. 
They already know what the what's what's the prices that I'm gonna charge. Like, what's the ballpark price? As opposed to like Hispanic people, they come, they sit down, they have no plan. And you know, we we do a lot of a lot of business strategy, brand strategy. So the first thing I always tell them is, okay, um, who's your competition? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. Nah, I just want to do this because you know, uh, you know, it makes it makes a lot of money. So. You have no idea who's your competition or who's doing what. You know, have you done some research? Like, what else are you gonna you gonna offer? Who's your target? I always ask people, who's your target market? Who you, who you who? What's your demographic? Who are you gonna go after? They don't even have an answer for that. The majority of them. I'm not gonna say all of them. The majority don't even have a business plan. Well, I think where that actually comes into play is we have a tendency to always be in survival mode. Yeah, we just need the money now because we got to take care of bills now. We have to make sure that the family is fed now. We're not, we're not. Most of us, mm-hmm. not I can't say everybody. Yeah, but the, I think yeah. a lot of us, at least the ones that, at least the, the the Latino people that I've dealt with throughout my life, I grew up around. We're just trying to get through today, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. And you the know, long term goals and long term plans, we don't yeah. really see that. Sometimes people fall into that. Yeah. Again, there's always the the people that are able to built an empire so to speak mm-hmm. but a lot of the people that are doing these businesses they're just trying to survive no. today and hope for yeah. the best and don't get me wrong guys i'm not bashing anyone you know what i'm saying is through experience because when i started my business my my business in the beginning back in like you know 2009 2010 i was that dude i ran like a whole year two years without a business license without even a registered trade trademark you know what i mean but I had to learn shit the hard way when I got sent season D sits. When I got sent like people trying to sue me. It was like, oh shit, it's getting real now. You know what I mean? Where's my paperwork? Oh, you're getting fined because you're you're not even an established company. You know? Oh shit. You know, so you learn the hard way. So that that yeah, that's uh you know that's pretty crazy. So and and the reason why we get into all this this talk right here, this is a tangent, but it's really important to the whole dealing with the hardships from the pandemic because we've seen a lot of people fall victim to the pandemic mm-hmm. because they didn't have all this type of stuff figured out. Yeah, because the there, there, right. there was resources out there to help people. Oh, yeah. And the people that didn't know about them, too scared to ask about them, they were buried. Yeah. And... Those people have families. They have employees. That, yeah. that, that that affected a lot of people's life just from just not knowing or not wanting, not to, know wanting to know some basic rights and mm-hmm. shit. Like you guys, had, we had the right to get this money. No, oh, yeah. The government, we it, man. The, the government yeah. did quite a bit. Did they do everything perfect? No. Nah. We fucked up. We left, probably left the borders open a little too long. People were flying in and out of this bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the travel restrictions probably weren't enough, even within our own country, mm-hmm. uh, because you've seen how it spread through our country. Oh yeah, the, the, the Rona, like wildfire. Man. It, it was it was embarrassing, dog. Yeah. Personally, as an American, because again, yes, I am a, a, a Latino male, but I'm also I am an American. Yeah, I know, was born here. Yeah, so I am a proud American, and the way that we fucking handled that situation, the way we let it spread like crazy. Just because half the country wanted to be fucking assholes. As a leading country, yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, you like half the country thought we were fucking, oh, the government's lying to us. They're trying to take care of our freedoms. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure the government texted their people over in Italy and said, hey, can you guys fucking fake, lie about this shit and just a bunch of you fake die? 
and you know pretend to shut shit down so that we can do it to our people too. That mm. that didn't happen. It was happening all over the fucking world. Yeah. We just again half of us wanted to be dicks. Right. And act like this was a freedom play. And it wasn't a freedom play. No, nah, it was no freedom play. Trust me, man. I, I lived through this. My family lived through it. My mom lived through it. We we lived through it. Uh, you know, Julian back there, mm-hmm. our printer over there. We, we were we were down, bro. December, we all got coronavirus. All of us. All of us. You know what I mean? It was real. You know, yeah, it, it didn't kill us. But, man, believe me when I tell you, it was real. You know, a scary real, situation, yeah, especially when you got some of enough, those yeah. stronger yeah. Uh, symptoms. You know, yeah. I, I had friends that were in the hospital. Yeah, me uh, too. My, my whole household got it except for me. I think I'm a superhero, just wow. for the record. <laughs> I, I amaze myself sometimes. This is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got it, man. And, um, you know, the the way that I dealt with it was, was pretty crazy. It, it, you know, I got it I got it enough to get vaccinated, to, to know, like, you know what? Once the vaccine is available to me, I'm going to get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, I, so I did get vaccinated. I'm working on getting vaccinated. You know? Yeah, you're a young bitch, so that's why. You I've been an essential worker for the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I know, dog, but you're, you're young. You're spry. <laughs> you're spry. No, that's why they don't give you the fucking vaccine, dog. They're yeah. like, this son of a bitch is going to live. Hey, actually, we're young, too, though, bro. We're young, young too, though. Give me April 16th today the 16 and older. Can you be able to get that shit out? I thought I already went through. I'd probably get it now because I'm an essential worker, so it doesn't matter. I got my shit. Yeah. It's good. And well, so in terms of the way and the hardships that I faced in this pandemic, luckily it was not a financial hardship that I faced in my household. I work, I worked, I didn't have to work, but I did get paid throughout the whole pandemic. Nice. Um, it, it, It was, that was a stress that I didn't have to deal with. Um, the hardships that I, I, had to deal with during it was was stuff of a more personal nature the strain of being home all the time uh probably spending too much time with the wife oh yeah her uh, we went through it was it was a weird situation dude that she looked like she was just pissed off that i didn't have to work like she she took it out on me as if like i was volunteering after even though i was getting paid Oh, wow. But it caused a lot of issues, dude, that she just seemed just bitter at the fact that I didn't have to work. Did, did she have to work? Yeah, she worked. Oh, okay. she, she works in a fucking office, though. Oh, okay. It, it was just like a weird, not like she was fucking out there picking vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she worked in an air-conditioned building. Oh, man, that's and, nice. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice situation. You're not working the fucking field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she'd get home and look at me like I was a fucking asshole. Like, you ain't for shit, be, for being home. I'm like... <laughs> I'm still getting paid. I'm not here because I don't want to work. Like I do yeah. want to do some shit. So it was it was a real strain on the relationship, man. And she just yeah. I couldn't quite understand just why she she was just fucking angry at me for. It's not like I had a choice to be home. Like it's not yeah. like oh I opt out of working. No, I I literally couldn't go to fucking work. They didn't allow us to. Yeah, no, man. And it was just it was just a fucking bizarre situation, man. The strain of that, I fucking hated it. Yeah, I know. I, I really hated it. Okay. I would much rather be at work. I like working in general. I don't like taking vacation. Um, I prefer to work. I enjoy my work. I like being there. It's just what the fuck do I want to be home all day for? Like, yeah. there's no point in that. And I think what it is is you, especially for you, you work at a high school, so you kind of, if you want to maybe speak louder, you can have me that mic a little bit. You just turn it over this way. With you, you work in a high school, so you kind of got used to always being around the kids, always being around something. So you kind of got used to that fact that you were always out, and I bet you. Your wife probably got the same way, you know what I mean? And eventually, this is like one of the hardships that you talk about. It ran on your relationship just because you, she was probably used to you not 
being at home, Never being at home yeah. and getting paid still. But now the fact that you're at home doing nothing, she was probably like, well, fuck, he's doing nothing at home, but hey, he's still getting paid. But yeah. again, again, she wants you to do something, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. Well, it's not like I could do a whole lot. Like, what the fuck could I do? You know, yeah. I would cook them. I would cook the meals. I saw those barbecues, bro. They were, bro. I get down, dog. We're I gonna, know you do. We're man. gonna have yeah. an orderly weight podcast. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. smoke out, dog. And I'm yeah. not talking about marijuana. Again, if you smoke marijuana, that's fine for you guys. But yeah. uh, I'm talking about some barbecue smoke. Uh, I get down, dog. Yeah, I see. I see that, man. I see that. I get down somewhat, but not not like how you do. It's, it's yeah, I see some of your dishes, bro. They're, they're cooking's my thing, dog. Yeah, for for a while, man. I, I actually I've been meaning to ask you, man. Why don't you do a YouTube about that, man? Just do a YouTube channel. Well, because cooking. I do have my current YouTube, yeah. the Soul Sharp yeah, David uh, YouTube channel, and I was just like, I don't want to fucking have to manage two of them. Yeah, like I kind of wanted to just put some barbecue content on my current current yeah. channel, but then I don't want to send a lot of mixed messages. Yeah, some I know. Pe- some people were like. Were telling me, yeah, it's fucking fine. Just throw it up on this channel. Other people were like dead against it. Yeah, well, like, I like, mean, like so it's weird. So it's like you're gonna piss people off, and I'm just like, man, fuck. But I do, I I do want to do a barbecue channel or a cooking channel in general because yeah. I don't just barbecue. Barbecue is the fun thing to do yeah, in I California. Know. I, now. I, I, Every, I enjoy barbecue. Man. Everybody's doing it, but uh, I want to. I want to do it, but I want to I want to do it with a focus on affordable ingredients because I watch a lot of barbecuers on YouTube. And everybody's like, oh, I have this Wagyu this and that. Like, okay, I'm supposed yeah. to be impressed because you can cook an expensive piece yeah. of meat. Cooking on a budget. Yeah, like yeah. it's easier to cook that expensive shit because it's expensive shit. It's good quality. Who? You have to be a fucking idiot or yeah. an asshole to fuck up some expensive shit. Man, you know, I, I, man, I don't know if you remember Auntie May or anything like that. Man, she had like over like 10 million subscribers. And she would like – her thing was that she would make cooking like – Real cheap, like out of the nine nine sister, but it, it wasn't that her cooking. It was the way she taught. Like, look here, you know. So this, you, you see this shit here. It's all you need. So, so she'll cut, man. That lady, man, she had a lot of love, and uh, it kind of reminded me of of what you're talking right now. You know, uh, about like cooking on a budget. You know, uh, that's a lot of valuable information because, unfortunately, a lot of people they they don't have the means of of buying expensive uh, barbecues or. You know, kitchenware and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So something like that is very vital information. You know? Yeah. It just it, Again, it's cool to see, but I just trip out like, oh, yeah, I got this Wagyu brisket. The fucking brisket costs fucking like $150 per brisket. Yeah. It's like you just don't just don't burn the motherfucker and it's going to yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. So it's like I'm supposed to be super impressed by your tutorial of some shit that you really have to do something drastic to fuck it up. So I was like, I kind of want to do something a little bit more affordable, yeah. maybe prime cuts at the very highest, but some choice yeah. meats and stuff. Some Costco stuff. <laughs> you know, well, Costco actually does have some pretty nice quality yeah. stuff. I actually like Sam's Club, to be honest. Like, Sam's Club, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just more of a Sam's Club person. Well, Sam's Club had uh, prime brisket yeah. for sale a yeah, lot over these last few months. Yeah. So I'd get myself like an 18-pound brisket for like 40 bucks. Yeah, I know. It's very affordable. They, they were nice. I've me. done the comparison, actually, uh, Costco versus Sam's Club on their meat. Sam's Club all over. It just it just takes over, you know. You know, it, it, it's good. It's real quality quality meat. I've always been more of a fan of, uh, of Sam's Club in general based on the selection that they have here. Costco's cool, too. I have a Costco membership. Yeah, me too, you know. Me I too. do prefer. Yeah. Sam's Club. Now that's a fucking tangent that I didn't expect about. All right, but but yeah, guys, uh, 
So overcoming hardships, I know a lot of you guys have gone through a lot of stuff that, you know, maybe you don't talk about, maybe even holding in. Um, but we've, we've gone through it. I know for me in general, I've, I've gone through my fair share of, of trials. And this pandemic actually was one of the situations where uh, I didn't know whether I was even going to have a home to live. You know what I mean? But I was able to overcome this. I was able to, you know, see the see the, the, the brighter side of this. And I came out stronger. You know, I've also dealt, like I said, I've dealt with health issues. I've, I've been at that point where, like, if you don't change your lifestyle, you know, uh, you're going to pretty much just, just deteriorate away. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what you're going through right now, but you're not alone. You know, and I hope that we could probably, you know, give you some advice or, you know, just give you some comfort, you know, that everything's going to be okay. I don't know what I don't know what you're going through. You know, a lot of people are going through depression right now. A lot of people are going through anxiety. A lot of people are very uncertain of the future, you know, a lot of uncertainty right now. They don't know what, what's coming next, you know, what, what what else could happen, you know. One of the things that I, I hope that we stress a lot on this podcast is giving people the strength to talk to one another. Yeah. It's, it's a real big deal in our communities that we do not want to talk to anybody about our problems what's stressing us out, what's ailing us. We we suffer in silence too much. That's why you have so many motherfuckers beating their wives. Yeah. Ending their own lives. I think doing outrageous shit dog because they're holding all this stuff yeah. in, all this pressure, everything that they're going through. Yeah. And eventually people just fucking snap and do outrageous shit. I think it also it, it has a lot to do with trust. Because see a, a, a lot of people they don't want to open up because they feel like that person is just going to either judge them or, or also, too, is going to take that information and, and, and kind of, like, clown them, you know, expose them or whatever, you know. And I know a lot of people have trust issues. I know for me, for many, many years, I dealt with trust issues. And, shit, to this day, I still deal with trust issues, you know what I mean? And I don't really open up to a lot of people, you know. And it wasn't until, actually, I did my YouTube channel where I really started opening up. I needed a place to vent, you know what I mean? And now doing this podcast... This is my therapy session. This is my therapy, you know? I'm going to say some outrageous shit during the course of this podcast, and it's going to give me some trouble. You know, I say some outrageous shit, please. (laughs) Sometimes I just fucking need it, bro, because it's either I say outrageous shit on here or say outrageous shit on the street. I'm always saying controversial shit. Like, you see me on my Instagram, sometimes I'll go on rants like, oh, oh, shit, you know? But it's because at that moment, I'm like, oh, shit, man, you know, damn, it's going down, you know? And it falls back to us holding in a lot of shit when we talk about it in general. Tend to have a, it may not just be stuff that we're going through, but it's probably stuff that we're just going on throughout the day. And then we just, at the end of the day, we just get tired of it. And then we just talk about the shit that we had to go through throughout that day or throughout the last couple of days. And it's just because I think we've gotten so used to keeping it bottled in. And then that comes that point where, like you said, we let it release it. But more or less, it's not in a way that we're expressing those frustrations. We're expressing them in a way that. We've just been dealing with a lot of stuff, whether it's you and your business, whether it's you coaching and being working at the school or not being at uh, work and, you know what I mean, being at home and stuff. It, it all bottles up at the end of the day, whether we all deal with those types of things in our lives. Yeah, and I, I think, too, like, you, you bring out a valid point. And um, I think also, too, I, I want to add in that, you know, for some men, for some men sometimes they, they can't even talk to their significant other because – they feel that the significant other is just gonna gonna ramble some shit and just not be supportive. And I know I get that a lot. I know I get that a lot on my YouTube channel, where like they're having problems with the wifey, and they, you know they can't vent. You know, and yeah, it's gonna happen, guys. Uh, you know, 
you know, some, 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 I can't say some people are meant to be. I, I don't know what, what it is. You know, you have to evaluate your relationship. If, if your significant other is not supporting you, being supportive of whatever you're going through, man. It, it, it's just tough, I think, as a man, um, because we feel that we're not allowed to have feelings. Like, because we're men, the way we feel about something is invalid. That we shouldn't have some negative emotion about something. We shouldn't feel sad about something. We can't get angry about something without the woman being angry about us being angry. Exactly. It, it, that That's a lot of pressure. And I do hope we have women listen to the podcast because it's, it's, that is not a unique situation where men feel that they are alone with their own thoughts and feelings. I know for me, I, I felt like that. Um, well, my son's mom, I mean, you, you know her, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, like I like I think I mentioned the the last episode. I went through the postpartum. You know what I mean? And I felt like I felt like killing myself, bro. You know? Um, she didn't know about it. I don't even think she even acknowledged the fact that I was even depressed. You know what I mean? All I kept getting was shit from her. You know, and she was going through her little emotions, whatever. But I was going through it, bro. And um, I remember I I wanted to just blow my brains out. You know, because I, I was sick of it. I don't know what it was. You know, but. Thank God I was able to snap out of it. But, yeah, man, sometimes you don't have a supporting, you know, your significant other doesn't play a supporting role in your life, you know, and you just get bombarded and you get attacked and, you know, you get that you ain't shit, you know, and you feel like you ain't shit, you know, and that's one of the things that I want to let all you guys know is that you're not alone and that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. You know, we're we're trying to bring that to the limelight. We're trying to, we're trying to let you guys know that we're here to support you and that, yeah, men go through all these issues. Yeah, we go through a lot. You know, it's tough being a man right now, man. It's tough. It's tough because we don't get acknowledged. Um, we don't get the proper appreciation that that we deserve. And I know it has a, a lot, a lot to do. And I'm not asking for recognition, but all I'm, all I'm, all we're asking is for like respect. You know what I mean? All we're asking for is, you know, yeah. There's a few bad apples out there, of course. There's a lot of men out there that are that are straight dicks and assholes, whatever. But then there's also men that are real men and go through these issues, go through, you know, depression, go through anxiety, go through like wanting to quit, go through hating life, you know, and let themselves go. And that was my issue with me. And that's why I did self-improvement. You know what I mean? That's why I improved my life overall, not just my my outer appearance, but mentally and physically, you know, because I I, I was going through it. You know what I mean? Uh, Like I said, 10 years of my life, I think I was just walking in in, in the Saharan desert because that's how it felt. It felt I was walking through a desert. And it wasn't until maybe like 2018 where where I started seeing, um, you know, uh, the forest again. I started seeing greenery. You know what I mean? But all that for me was an experience and all that for me was some hardships. And uh, I wasn't alone. When I tell my story, a lot of people could, could relate. And that's what that's why we're here, you know. Uh, you're not alone, guys. And anything that you guys uh, or any issue that you guys are going through, most likely one of us or somehow, some way, someone can relate to you. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think something that uh, a lot of people can relate to: overeating. I eat a little too much of them fucking chili cheese fries, dog. Oh man, I'm fucking stuffed still. I can barely move. Totally off topic. But I think a lot of people could understand. Jesus. Flick just has a full five-on-minute talk about 
hardships and having a hard time talking, you're fucking just sitting there worried about how stuffed you are. Hey, bro. No, I thought I I thought this was a safe haven. I thought I could speak. I thought I thought I was amongst friends. I thought I could fucking voice something that I'm suffering with right now, struggling a little bit. But no, fuck you guys. And if I, if I can't bring up my fucking, <laughs> that I'm fucking stuffed and I feel like I can't fucking move, then fine. I, never mind, guys. Don't talk to nobody about nothing because they'll judge you. They're looking at me very judgy right now. Fuck these guys. UCLA is tied, is tied with Gonzaga. Hey, guys. But I think that pretty much wrapped things up for us today. Once again, thank you guys so much for joining us for the second episode, episode of the Orale Way podcast. Orale Way! Orale Way! <laughs> hey, thank you guys. Hey, once again, you can find us over on Instagram at Orale Way Podcast. You could, uh, Flick, uh, what is your Instagram handle? Uh, I am Flick at I M P H L I C K. It's not F L I C K, it's P H L I C K. And one day I'll let you guys know why it's P H L I C K, but. Tonight's not the night. <laughs> you could you could reach out to us right there on on the Instagram page Oraleway Podcast. You could also email us at Oraleway Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to kind of keep up on what I'm doing, you could check me out over on Instagram, So Sharp David. Um, you'll see some of my barbecue stuff, some of the hobbies that I'm into, and all that good stuff. So once again, thank you guys, and we will catch you on episode three.